Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wide world of Nintendo. I'm Michael. And I'm Christina. And as you can tell, we are missing James. He's not with us this week. I've replaced him. I have come back. I've been gone for a few episodes. Now I'm back and he's gone. So I think viewers may may start to believe we are the same person at this point because we just keep switching out. <laughs> We've, we're never in the same room ev- anymore. I, I just never know who I'm going to record with anymore. I just sit down yeah. and whoever shows up, shows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it could even be just you by yourself. I don't I don't know. Oh, but nobody wants unfortunately, that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be back. I, I have been missing the podcast. I've been missing talking about Nintendo. I have been playing plenty of my Switch, so we will be talking about that at the end of the show. But I'm happy to be back. We have so, so much to discuss, as we always do, because right now we're recording a few days later than we typically do. And when that happens, you know, there's just more news that happens within the time frame. So we've got a lot to talk about. And why don't you kick us off, jump right into it and tell us the big news for the week? Yeah. So the big news of the week, we're going to start off with a little bit of a higher point, something a little more uplifting (laughs) before we get into uh, some Mario Kart stuff later. Uh, But Nintendo Switch Together Tour. So Nintendo is doing this tour on college campuses across the U.S. where students can get together with their friends and classmates, play multiplayer games. I think they have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Link's Awakening, um, Mario Party, Super Mario Maker 2, and Smash Brothers. I think those are the only ones on their website right now. Uh, but mm-hmm. you get together with your friends. There's a big screen. You can have like themed game photo ops with friends and stuff. You can share it on Instagram. Um, they've already been to Northwestern University. Uh, right now, they're at the University of Iowa. And there's a full list of events and campuses they're going to be visiting on the actual website. So it's events.nintendo.com slash on campus if you are interested. Um, So and how the event is kind of working too is you pre-register, you get a QR code, you show up, scan the QR code and receive a giveaway item, which they didn't really get into many specifics about on the website. And it's while supplies last. So who knows what that is? (laughs) Hmm. Um, What I'm more interested in is if you go to the tour, you also can get a coupon for $10 off a Nintendo purchase of $75 or more at Target. So if you do know someone at one of these campuses, at one of these locations, maybe send them there to get the coupon at least. Then you can use it around Christmas time. I mean, you'd be stupid not to, right? <laughs> well, that's kind of a good idea. Yeah. yeah if nothing else, especially if this is free to register. Yeah. Uh, it didn't say anything about a cost. So why not? You at least get $10 off and... Uh, maybe maybe get to play some games with people. I mean, I think if if this were happening while I was going to a school and it was coming, I I think it would be fun. Maybe I don't know. It could be it could be one of those things where it's a lot of fun or super super cheesy. It's very hard to decide. I think it depends on who shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm just thinking when I was going to Arizona, the school that I went to, we would have loved something like this because it was it was a school based around video game design. So. Mm-hmm. It would have been something we did anyway. We always were around playing video games. So I think we would have all loved seeing something like this come around. But I I don't know. It's it's like a tailgating for gamers. And I don't know how that looks. I, I wish I could see. And maybe some of our listeners have gone. And I would love to hear what this has been like. If you've experienced it. Is it a big turnaround? Is there a lot of people going? Is it dead? What like What is happening? I want to know what these these are like i felt too like as i was looking at the actual website for the event 
it would have been cool to see actual photos of the event happening because when I was looking, it was after it already happened at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they have pictures up there of people, you know, enjoying playing games together, having fun? Maybe Northwestern wasn't a great turnout. I don't know. Well, that's what that's <laughs> that's what makes me worry a yeah. little bit because they don't show photos during the events, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's making me think, oh, well, maybe nobody shows up or like four people show up and they just don't want to show the photos. So I don't know if if anybody's going to these, please, sh- you know, shoot us an email, shoot us a, a message on Twitter or something because we would love to know what it's like yeah send us a pic (laughs) now something i'm kind of excited about i i think there is a new doctor coming to town and if anybody has played on the ds you probably know what i'm talking about dr kawashima's brain training how old is your brain is actually being re not re-released but released on the switch it's a brand new game that's going to be coming out if you are in the states or played it when you were in the states it was actually called brain age so that's how you would have known it brain age train your brain in minutes a day both names extremely long hard to hard to remember maybe that was the first challenge of <laughs> the game was to just try to remember the name but it is being uh, released again. It will be called Train Your Brain, Nintendo Switch Training for Adults. Also very, very nice title. And at the moment, it's only confirmed for Japan, which is is unfortunate because I would probably play this again. I, For me personally, I was always a big Brain Academy uh, fan, but I did have them both. I had Brain Age and Big Brain Academy on the DS. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were both fun. This one is a little bit more uh almost sterile a little bit more medical feeling whereas brain a or big brain academy was more you know fun and kind of nintendo-y cartoony looking this this was more about the science of it and you know whether or not it worked who knows but they did release an announcement trailer it was kind of fun to watch they show the joy-con ir camera detecting your hand so they're doing I i don't know if they were doing like rock paper i don't know what they were doing maybe just counting and then showing like how many fingers they needed yeah they were they were counting the fingers that were showing on the screen and then they had to show how many fingers it added to oh okay okay yeah so i was at first i was like i don't know what they're doing but it was very interesting to see it because i've never seen the ir camera work i've never seen anybody use it so it was kind of cool to see that happening i know labo did it a little bit and stuff but this is this was pretty cool they also are using the switch's touch screen and it's it's interesting. They're turning it the other way. So whereas we always typically play it horizontally, this is now playing it vertically, a lot of what they were showing. Mm-hmm. So you're doing it that way. Um, one other feature that we haven't seen too much is they're going to have notifications and while it's docked, so it'll have vibration or that little LED on the controller will light up, which came out, I think, in the most the latest firmware update. Yep. That will now be will be utilized. So that's kind of cool. I, we haven't seen that. I've never seen mine light up, so I don't even know if the little light works. I don't know, but it would be very cool to see. There's also going to be another stylus included where we saw that with Mario Maker 2. It had a dedicated stylus. Now we are getting another official stylus, again, only in Japan. Uh, but we're hoping that this, this will make its way stateside to us. The retail price is going to be roughly 3,500 yen, which is about give or take $33 for the physical version, which includes the stylus. And then the download version is around 2,700 yen, which is roughly $25. And that's with the assumption you're just going to use some third party stylus with it. So I'm excited. I hope it comes. I don't, it's hard to get too invested in this because it's not 
announced for here, but I did like the game on my DS and I would definitely play this again. Yeah, I have or had uh, apps on my phone that did something similar. It was like you played a certain amount of games per day and it was supposed to help make your brain better somehow. (laughs) I don't know if it works, but I played it a little bit. (laughs) I honestly have no idea, but I do think it's I mean, anything that's requiring you to do problem solving mm-hmm. quickly is good. You know, I mean, that's that's obviously a good thing to kind of warm your brain up. So I, I don't know. I like these kinds of games. They're quick pick up and play games. And and maybe they're doing something good for your mind. Well, do something good for your mind. Everybody is doing something good for their bodies, playing Pokemon Go, going out and about and walking around. <laughs> So uh, apparently now Pokemon Go players can dress up as Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. Uh, They are releasing hoodies and backpacks. So you can get like the Bulbasaur hoodie and a backpack that matches it. And it looks like the back of Bulbasaur. It's super cute. Yeah, they're very cute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So each item costs 200 Pokecoins each. So if you want to get a whole set, if you want to get a hoodie and a backpack, it's 400 Mm Pokecoins. Um, yeah, they're super cute. Yeah. I, I would even just get the Charmander hoodie. I think yeah. that looks really cool. And I think I have enough coins for that. I haven't checked my game in a while, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say I do because I don't really buy anything in that game. And I think you do earn them in game. I don't think you can just pay real money for it. So I'm hoping I have enough for the hoodie because I would get that for my guy. The Charmander one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would go for the Squirtle. I think the Squirtle looks really cool. The and squir- the fact the it's like a cute, shell but I think for the that- backpack. Yeah, but the Squirtle's cute, but you that only works if you have the backpack, I think. Because it's it's like your character looks like Squirtle, it's got the head and it makes it look like a turtle, where I don't think Charmander the hoodie needs the f- I, I'm assuming I can't see it in the tweet, but I'm assuming it's like a flame uh shaped tail, you know, the how yeah. it had the tail. That's what I'm assuming it is for the backpack. It kind of looks like that in the in the tweet that Pokemon Go sent out. They're missing a Pikachu one. They could have done a backpack that was like Pikachu's weirdly shaped mm. tail. Yeah. Come on, Nintendo. Cool. <laughs> it might come out with the little ears. That would have yeah. been cute, having some ears on it. But uh, yeah, I think these are cool. And it should be live right now. So if you're interested, definitely go to Pokemon Go and check that out. Okay, this is going to be a big one. This is a big segment. So buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. And 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 I hope you like that cuz it's it's Mario Kart related. So, as we all know, Mario Kart Tour released, I think what, this week, right? It just came out uh maybe maybe 2 weeks now at this point when, yeah, when the podcast something like comes that. out. Mm-hmm. And um while it's a non-issue, one of the things that sort of plagued it early on was server issues. A lot of people, when that downloaded, and I was I was one of them that had it download automatically to my phone. I had already pre-registered, had it download, but mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about it. So I didn't notice the icon until later in the night that it downloaded, and I never had an issue where I couldn't play. But a lot of people apparently... Early on, we're complaining that the servers were overloaded. They went to social media and just had a you know outcry of how dare you? I cannot believe I cannot play this game. The second it drops, um, but it, these things happen. A lot of them were signing on, and they got a message that said the servers are experiencing heavy traffic. Your login request will be processed in the order it was received. And a Nintendo spokesman went on to say that they're aware of the problem due to the heavy traffic. You know, we're having trouble and we're working on it, essentially. And and I think it's fixed. I don't think it's a problem anymore. It was such a short term issue. I don't, you know, 
I, I guess it's frustrating when you try to play something, but at the same time, it's a mobile game. You have your phone on you all day long. I mean, just check in again. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't a big deal to me, but apparently a lot of people were super unhappy about the the server issue for the like one hour. It probably was. Yeah. Happening. Well, think about it too. A lot of people who were probably really looking forward to playing it. We're just waiting for it to download. They go in and try to play and can't. It just... Oh, yeah. It, it, it just sucks. Ch- it ruined yeah. their entire day. Probably, just yeah. It. Their whole day just <laughs> shot. But uh, a more serious issue, or uh, I think for people, yeah. is the multiplayer in this game. So Mario Kart is about racing. And in theory, racing other people. I mean, that's the, always the way I've played it, was racing other people. Well, in Mario Kart Tour... There's this illusion, and I think you've talked to people, and I know I've talked to people that thought they were racing people. As it turns out, you're not. Right now, Mario Kart Tour is essentially a single-player game. There is no multiplayer. Everybody you're racing is a bot. They're not real, and it seems like they want you to believe they're real because there's there at least it looks like they're using the names of people that have registered for Pokemon or uh, Mario Kart Tour, and they're just placing those over the bots. <laughs> so it looks like you're playing, you know, Rustica or Tama Wolf, but I'm not actually racing you in that moment. It's just that's the name I registered with, and it slapped it onto a character. So. I don't know if that's to make people think, I don't know if there's something malicious there or if it's more of like a long-term tutorial so people get the feeling of the game. I'm not really sure what they're doing. It does seem like multiplayer is coming because there is an icon on the menu and over it's grayed out and over it, it says inbound. And if you click on that icon, it says available in a future update. So there's the intention of multiplayer and they're not necessarily hiding the fact that it's not happening, but they're they're sort of not being honest either. And one yeah. uh, article I read said, "Is this to make you feel like you're you're doing well, so that maybe you buy into the game and get hooked, and then start spending money, and then when multiplayer comes out, you know you're already invested." Another argument was, oh, well, if I'm racing bots and they start to beat me, maybe I spend money. But I've never run into a bot that's beaten me. So if anything, I feel like I don't need to spend money. I'm amazing at this game. Why would I spend a dime where I think if I were racing real people, I'd be getting crushed and it would be more in line with me spending the money. I don't understand what they did with this. I don't know why a multiplayer game came out with no multiplayer. I mean, why does Nintendo do half of the stuff they do? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, but, it's it's true. But and it, it's I think people are just really heartbroken about how deceptive it feels. Maybe that wasn't their intention intention. But like I was talking to a student yesterday and they realized that they weren't real people and they thought they were doing so well. They thought they were like on like the leaderboards of leaderboards. And when they found that they were so crushed, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. But I mean, you can imagine how that would feel. And then it, it just it's it's really shady of them to do that. And yes, they're being clear saying, oh, there isn't multiplayer, but the fact that they're making it feel like multiplayer with like real people's names, that that's the weirdest part for me. Like, why did they do that? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, this isn't mm-hmm. the first game that's done something like this. PUBG yeah. does it. When you st- when you when you play PUBG, mm-hmm. at first you feel amazing at the game. And that's because <laughs> you're playing bots. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. It's you're playing bots, you're not playing real people. And it maybe either gives you a sense of the game or it's kind of a tutorial where you're not just jumping in and getting crushed right off the bat. Maybe that's the whole point of this. We just want to throw you up against bots so you can kind of learn the game this way and just have some fun. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me terribly, but it's nice knowing you're playing real people and that's what the whole Mario Kart is about. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, uh, what's the point of even playing this right now? I mean, it's just a single player game. What am I doing? You know, it's practicing. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I feel like, I feel like if it was their intention to do kind of like what PUBG does, they would have said something. You would like they, think, but I mean, I don't think yeah, PUBG think, really but. said anything either. PUBG, I don't think marketed it that way. That was oh, never, okay. no, it was, it wasn't like, Hey guys, we're going to put you up against bots so you can learn. It was more just same, same thing. There was names, you know, you didn't know you were playing bots in the beginning oh, okay. until you were just kind of like, all right. all right, I just got a chicken dinner for playing my second time. <laughs> I'm amazing at this game. And it was like, oh no, these are, nope, you're these not. Are just not, these are not real people, you know? Yeah. Um, so on top of that, I think this is the, the biggest issue with the game is that it's free kind of to play. This is a free game. You don't have to pay to download it. You don't have to pay to jump in and play anything. It has a pay mechanic, which is a gotcha style mechanic, which anybody that's played Fire Emblem or Dragalia Lost is aware of, where essentially you're paying real money to buy in-game currency that allows you the opportunity to uh, gamble, for you know, the lack of a better term, gamble and get a different either racer so Mario, Bowser, whatever, mm-hmm. cart, you know, the car they drive in or glider. So you have a chance to get one of those three when you spend real money to buy uh, in-game currency. You can earn the in-game currency, but it will just take you much, much longer. It puts you at a disadvantage. So the in-game currency is a little shady because it requires five uh, rubies to use the um the pipe it's basically like a cannon and the shoots the thing out of it uh-huh. so t- in order to do it for one shot it costs you five rubies you can buy three rubies for two dollars or ten for i think six dollars so the, right off the bat it's kind of like well why would you give me three i, I literally yeah. have to spend six dollars in order to not have extra Left over, you know what I mean? Because yeah. now it's kind of like I have one left over for this, so I buy two. That gives me, and now you're trying to figure out how many times do I have to buy this at that price, so I use up all of my rubies. Yeah. It's very, very shady they, mm-hmm. that they did that, and you don't know what you're going to get. If anybody's played any of these gotcha style games, that's the whole point. It's gotcha. I got you. You paid money. You wanted this thing, and you got some dumpy. Uh, glider when you wanted a different racer or you wanted a different character for Dragalia Lost, but you got, you know, something you've already had. So that's the one problem. Gotcha games are difficult, but you don't have to do it. The other thing that's even maybe more shady about this is Mario Kart Tour Mario Kart in general has always had different race modes. So you had like the 50cc, the 100, I think 150, and then 200, I believe. And each one is more difficult. It's faster. 
this locks the 200 CC mode behind its own subscription paywall, which it's calling, calling the gold pass. And basically you pay $5 a month to get the gold pass. And what that does is it allows you for one to play the 200 CC mode, which you can't access any other way. And it allows you to kind of get in-game items and badges that, um, you know, can go towards like the different racers and stuff like that. It's basically paying for an advantage in the game. You can pay the $5 and you'll get a two week free trial beforehand. But one of the biggest problems is you're paying $5 for Mario Kart tour to get stuff. You don't even know if it's going to be good. It's not guaranteeing anything. You don't know if you're getting racers. You don't know anything about it to play bots essentially. Yeah. Or you pay $5 and you get 50 full games using Apple arcade, which was just announced or you pay $5 and you get Google Play Pass and get 350 <laughs> games to play. So Nintendo really, you know, if this were two months ago before Apple Arcade made their announcement, or if you just don't, you know, you're on an Apple device and not on an Android device, this may seem like, well, that's the only game I want to play. But in reality, it's not that good of a deal for something you have no idea what you're getting. You, you There's yeah. no guarantees. I would much, much rather pay the $5 a month and play 50 games on my iPhone that are full games than $5 for some gotcha gimmick game where I'm not even playing other players. It makes you wonder if, and I'm sure Nintendo did, like any research... <laughs> To see like what other people were doing because this is they're on not even on the level of Google or Apple at this point. No, to charge it's, that much money, it's crazy. It's really frustrating. I mean, this is yeah. one of those things. Online has been like the bane of Nintendo's existence. They cannot do it well on the Switch. Last no. week, you guys discussed how the Switch and the Switch Lite don't even talk, so that's a nightmare. Then there's you've got this where every game they've come out with, Dragalia Lost and Fire Emblem did the gotcha style. Dr. Mario did sort of like this weird hybrid thing. Animal Crossing and Super Mario, you would pay money, but you knew kind of what you were getting out of it. This is just sort of you know what we're just throwing everything at people and it's super shady and it's very unlike nintendo i think everybody is kind of you know shooting this game down because of the issues that we just discussed you had a server problem in the beginning you mm -hmm. had this multiplayer weird issue going on you have this kind of free but kind of not it's it's not like them to have these problems yeah now I know I've played it. I don't think you have. I have not. Okay. So I will say all of these issues aside, if you're not somebody that feels the need to pay the money, I am not. I am. I very, very, very rarely will pay for a mobile game because I just don't think mobile games deserve it. I don't think they're good enough, to be honest. I've never played a mobile game that I'm just like, this blows me away. I'm having the the time of my life. I never need to pick up my Switch or any other console again. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're that good. So for me, I'm okay with picking this up from once a day, twice a day, racing a couple of times, putting it down and not thinking about it. Maybe when multiplayer happens and I can race other humans, I will be more in like invested in this game. But at the moment, I'm not. So I will say that the gameplay, the look, the sound is on point. Everything is exactly what you'd expect from a Mario Kart 
game. The controls are very, very strange. They're very, very wonky. And if you're not okay with that, then stick with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. That's the real game. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. for this one, it's fine. It's a mobile game. You don't expect a lot from it. And I thought for sure Nintendo coming into the mobile market would blow the doors off it. And if anybody can do it, I kept saying Nintendo can. They can't. Apparently, they, they're not. just not doing. Apparently, not. <laughs> apparently, I was wrong because they're not doing a very good job with it. And despite everything, despite everything I mentioned, Mario Kart Tour has been downloaded twenty million times on the day it came out. That is the most out of all of the offerings that they had. It is their number one most successful in terms of day one downloads, which I think is. Is amazing. That's that's absolutely that's amazing that yeah. they did it. Yeah. yeah. So it, just to give a few more stats on it, Sensor Tower Store Intelligence says that players around the world have spent one million on the game, and I believe that's day one as well. Jeez. And yeah, and it's crazy. And it's the it even the game the second most downloaded, which was Super Mario Run on day one, is more than double what Super Mario Run did. People want. This game. They yeah. have been excited for this game. And Nintendo is dropping the ball on this game. This could have been huge for them. They yeah. had all these people so excited, and you hit them with all these fees and all of this sort of shady business that you're doing. People genuinely wanted this game. And I do believe they would spend money on this game, except for the weird way they did it. Uh now, as I said, this was the most downloaded game, but it was not the most revenue for day one. Mario Kart actually comes in third regarding that. Oh, okay. The number, yeah, the number one blew, it, it blows them right out of the water. So so Mario Kart Tour did 1 million. Fire Emblem Heroes on its day one made $4.3 million on its first day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Super Mario Run actually came in second because Super Mario Run, if you remember, you got a le- you got a level or a couple levels for free, and then it was ten dollars. But mm-hmm. then you got the entire game. So Super Mario Run is actually the second largest one day earner out of all of their offerings. Um, so I don't know. It's it, it had twenty million downloads. It was a huge, huge success when that, but it's not converting to money because of the shady way they're doing it. So we'll see over time. I I hope. I think. I really hope that they will go back and kind of adjust these things. I I can't see it happening, but it would be nice of them to fix it or to bump up. You know, the probability of you getting a racer that you want. But we'll see. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I said, there was a lot of news around Mario Kart. I don't know if any of our listeners love it hate it you know obviously let us know your thoughts i've been playing it it's okay it's not it's a mobile game i'm wondering if when they do officially come out with a true not shady multiplayer if that will impact just just the download like i'm curious how it will impact that because i know it will i'm just i don't know how at the moment but i i think if you were playing real players you could either you could either totally turn people off because now all of a sudden people that have the 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 money to spend are at an advantage plain and simple they have the yeah. advantage now and that could either turn people off or make them spend money so that they now are on the same playing field and in my opinion if i played this game a few times and i'm just like yeah it's a pay to win I'm done. I am done. I don't care. Pay to win is the death nail for mobile games, in my opinion. 
Do not do that. It is terrible business. And that just tells me you're all about money if that's how you want to do it. There was games like, uh, I don't know, Clash of Clans, where it just was the same way. You you didn't stand a chance unless you paid money in that game. Done. I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. And that's what I would do the same with this. I feel like, I mean, I would feel the same way too. I don't want to feel like I have to spend a certain like X amount of money to actually feel like I'm playing well in a game. Yeah, like, I don't, absolutely. I, it's just, I'm not interested. I'd rather go and play Mario Kart on Mario Kart Deluxe 8 on my actual Switch and know that I'm just terrible in general. <laughs> well, it, but then you have a yeah. real game. Yeah. You know, yeah. you paid $60, you bought a real game mm-hmm. playing real people mm-hmm. and have all of the controls and everything else that you want in a real game. Whereas this potentially could be hundreds of dollars if somebody wanted to drop that much for, for a subpar mobile game. It's it's not worth that kind of investment, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, do you, when you sign up, to do, when you download it and start to play, do you automatically have to sign up for like the two week free trial? No, no, no. It's no. like an opt in. It, it, okay. It, it's, it's, there's nothing that it signs you up initially, but it is you know it's it's so weird when you go into these games because there's so many things that are happening at first yeah. you know you, and so oh, here's the store you can buy rubies you can buy coins you can buy this you can get that mm-hmm. i didn't even know gold pass was a thing until i started researching into it more for the podcast at first oh. i was just like wow you can buy all these different things and then once i started researching it more i realized oh it's a whole subscription-based thing that they're doing and then you you know you kind of go down that rabbit hole and realize that this is a little shadier than even you thought at first yeah, um, that just made me think too. One of my students brought up to me, do you think Nintendo is purposely being terrible <laughs> at mobile games so people buy their other games, like their actual official games? And no, I thought- I don't- I think that's an interesting idea, yeah. but I do not think that because I think that these mobile games, it still has Nintendo's name. So if you put right. out a subpar product, that tarnishes the entire name of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Nintendo would take that risk. I I really don't think that would be their intentions. I thought the same thing too. I just, I thought it was a really interesting question that they would think that way because I would immediately think, oh, they wouldn't do something like that. They invest so much money into these games. It's so much to make them. Um but just the fact that the question was raised, I thought was interesting. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an interesting idea, but I, mm-hmm. I really, I, I think that would hurt them. I mean, you know, Nintendo's has come out and said that they consider mobile one of the pillars of their business at this point. Yeah. They, they look at it as a very serious potential earner for them, and I don't see how because they're just put putting junk out there. But I, <laughs> how I serious think are they, they actually taking it? Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. They're looking, every game that's gone out has been sort of an exercise in how to make money for them. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Mario yeah. Run did well, but it was considered a failure in their mind. And I think it did something like $50 million. Mm-hmm. It was considered a failure because it only did $50 million. Only so they $50 said, well, million. <laughs> well, yeah, in their yeah. mind, that that was a wash. That mm-hmm. wasn't worth the time. And it's kind of it's kind of sad and, and, and odd to see that you could put a game out charge a one stop fee for it and consider it a failure when you made 50 million dollars because you can't milk the player enough money that's sad to me that it's sad they're and willing shady. to do that yeah yeah it is it's really really terrible and and it like like you said i think last last episode there's things they do that make you question them as a company. They'll do one thing that's yeah. amazing, and then they do one thing where you're like, do, "Do you even have your finger on the pulse? Do you even understand what Are the market is attention? like?" Yeah. And I hated, I hated the way Mario Run was priced. I was like, "I am not paying ten dollars for a game." And now I wish 
that that's how they did it again because yeah. I would have paid ten dollars and had the full game of Mario Kart and been very happy. And now it's like you know this is infinitely worse than just paying the ten bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I think it also too depends on the type of game. Like Mario Kart, you know, people will just buy like ten bucks. Yes, take my money just so I can actually play this game with my friends and not have to have sure. a switch. But I mean, game like Mario Run, there's games similar to it, and one and for me at least, it I wasn't I wasn't finding it appealing at all. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. I think you know it's only been out for a week. We'll we'll see where they go from there. But at the moment, <laughs> not looking too great, Nintendo. <laughs> no. Um. So moving on into more game news, uh, we talked about Darkroom being removed from the Switch the Switch eShop a little while ago. Um. So in, I think it was earlier in 2019, right? It wasn't 2018? Yeah. Uh, I think it was yeah earlier yeah. this year. Um, apparently there was an unapproved sandbox tool in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess since then it's been removed and they apologized for the issue and updated it. And now it's back in the eShop. So if you wanted to. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. I could imagine the publisher, I believe, is Circle. I don't know if you just said that, but Circle, mm-hmm. I'm sure, was fuming over the fact that this this developer had you know, done this. And, well, and they, sure. <laughs> I, I remember sort of the apology at the time when it came out, it was kind of like this weird, well, I didn't know. And it was a very shit, like yeah. a very strange apology. And, um, but I'm, I'm happy it's back on now people can enjoy it. It follows the rules that Nintendo set in place. Fantastic. That's all you got to do. You know, it took them a little while, it seems like, cause I think this was early in the year and now here we are almost towards the end, but it's back on. People can start making some money off of this game and hopefully it does well. But I think that's good. Uh, another game that <laughs> we've been hoping does well and hasn't proven to be <laughs> the case, but I know it's funny because you and Mots talked about this, I think last episode as well. And they had no and new updates last Yeah, week. <laughs> no new updates. And now we have updates. Thank yes. God. So Finally. Bloodstained. <laughs> Finally, Bloodstained has gotten more information. Koji Igarashi from 505 has actually posted on Kickstarter with an update regarding the game. And as many of you know, this came out on Xbox, this came out on PlayStation, and it looks infinitely better than what it looks like on Nintendo. Nintendo has lag issues. It has just muddy graphics. It just looks like a turd. Well, he is saying that we... First and foremost, apologize for this this update, this development cycle. Uh, Most of the changes are on a room by room, enemy by enemy basis. So there are significant number of assets being reworked and it's taking more time than initially expected, which that's fantastic. That that means they're they're literally going through and rebuilding things. So hopefully on the switch, we get a better experience. Sounds like they had to rebuild everything. Pretty it's kind of sounding yeah. Way, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of his points that he says in this, and I I went through it and I pulled some of the more important stuff that he right. said. He uh he goes on to say that we are pleased with the progress that has been made so far and look forward to getting it into your hands. He says that there are four principal areas of focus. There's visual fidelity, loading times, particle effects, and input lag. And for Uh, just to break those down, visual fidelity, the way that the backgrounds and environments are rendered are being significantly updated. This will result in noticeably sharper environments in most areas throughout the game, which is huge. That was the the night and day difference between you know PlayStation Xbox and what we got on the Switch. There was levels, and I'm sure people have seen the comparisons where you're on a ship and it's raining and there's water running down the stairs and it's just pouring on you and you could see it great. 
unless you're on the switch and it, it you had no drop. It, you wouldn't yeah. even know it was raining. It was totally different. Uh, another thing is loading times. He says that the loading times between scenes are being greatly improved, but are still not where we would like them to be. So work remains. Uh, particle effects. We have already replaced hundreds of particle effects with new assets and more yet to remain. The new ones look the same to the user, but are much less impactful on the performance of the game. This has been one of the main culprits for frame rate drops during the fights, which I have noticed that the game just kind of starts chugging pretty pretty significantly. Hmm. And then the last one, which maybe is one of the biggest problems with the game was input lag. Input lag times have been significantly reduced. Once work on this is completed, the game should feel much more reactive when playing, which I think is fantastic because you don't want to have to hit a button and go grab a cup of coffee before your character makes a jump. So in a game like this, where timing is everything, this is going to this is going to be huge. This is going to really, really help the game. So if you are somebody like me that's looking forward to these updates, they will be coming out in two separate updates. The first one is going to be the majority of it. That's going to be the big one that really makes the difference. The second is going to be a smaller, but it's going to help with the performance, uh, especially in some, I guess, troublesome areas. And this, our first one is expected by the end of November. So we have Great. a little over you know, two months to, to wait, a yeah. little under two months. I mean, it's unfortunate so that they're having to go through all this, but to be honest, I'm just happy that they're able to be transparent and tell us what's happening, what's going on behind the scenes. It was more frustrating not knowing what was going on and just hearing like, no, no new updates, guys. Still nothing new. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is, this is good. Yeah, I, I, if, if I were, had no other games, to play and this one was just sitting there and I was just waiting and I was like, yeah. oh, come on, I'd be much more upset. But because I don't, right. I, I'm okay with waiting. I let them get this the way it needs to be so I can enjoy it because mm -hmm. I've heard it's a fantastic game, just not on the Switch. And I want to wait. I want to let, I want to play the game as it's intended. And so I'm excited for that. So I'm okay with waiting for them to get this fixed. It seems like they should have done a lot of this earlier on in the, the release cycle. Probably, but, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's out there in the world and now they're they're paying for it. So moving on, we're going to jump back to mobile games for a second because Dragalia Lost just celebrated its first anniversary a few days ago. Um, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, and we are just looking, talking about the revenue and things like that. Um, so this is the company's third highest grossing mobile game at $106 million in total player spending from 3.2 million downloads, which is pretty, wow. pretty awesome. Um, August 2019, this past month, uh, it was actually its lowest grossing month to date with just over $3 million generated. Uh, Sensor Tower points that Dragalia Lost averages $33 in revenue per download. I thought that was very interesting because I didn't spend a penny on the game when I played. I know. Did you Did you give it a little I money? think I've spent a little bit. Okay. Uh, I can't honestly tell you what I spent it on. I mm -hmm. don't even remember. Maybe, maybe five bucks. Maybe. I think I bought one of the – because I had played it for – a few months and was really enjoying it early on. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? I'll buy like the beginner's pack or, and it has, you know, some coins or whatever is in the game. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm enjoying this. Let me, let me give them some money. Yeah. Uh, nowhere near $33. <laughs> Which makes me wonder what the most amount of money someone has spent on this game. Oh, like, I, know. I can't even imagine. <laughs> um, uh, that's crazy to me. So to just compare it a little bit, uh, per player for Fire Emblem Heroes averages out at $39 
And for Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, it's about $3.60 per person. So <laughs> you just have to like kind of laugh at that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Japan accounts for 57% or $60 million worth of player spending, hmm. which I think we knew that Japan was kind of their biggest demographic, right? Uh, yeah. Based on previous stats. It was more stats. popular there. Yeah. Um, the United States is the next closest at 22%, so $23 million, followed by Hong Kong in third place at 12%, $12.5 million. And to break it up between um, phone types, iOS has spent $62 million playing this game, and Android users have make up the other $44 million. So hmm. more so on iOS than Android. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I still have it on my phone and every once in a while, because right now they are doing like an anniversary thing. I'll go in and just check it out. Oh, the, okay. I, I don't, I don't dislike this game. I really enjoyed it at first, especially the story mode I thought was really good. The the problem with this game is the actual game mechanic. The the playing of it becomes monotonous. You know, they kept grinding. doing these events. It's it's yeah. it's just the same. You're not you yeah. know you're not doing anything, and I liked the story. I love the world that they're building. I love the characters, mm-hmm. and I really really would love if they made this into a full like full on Switch game that I could like a role playing Switch game. Yeah, I would be I would be in that one hundred percent. But when I started playing maybe ten events, I went through ten of these different or four of these different events, and they were all the same thing the base same basic the, idea same basic gameplay yeah. and it was just kind of like oh well at some point how do you not get bored the gameplay is not changing at all and it just kind of it, it ran its course for me but i love the world and i wish this ip became more of a fully fledged ip but who knows well you heard it here nintendo make it happen please <laughs> yeah make it happen um so next let's move on to any new accessories or products uh so hori I think we've talked about them in the past making some switch uh accessories they're gonna make a mario kart racing wheel for the nintendo switch um so they're making two different wheels apparently both come with pedals one is a standard model and then uh the other is a more intense deluxe version with a lot more buttons and things like that uh, so okay. far they've only been announced for a november release in japan womp womp so we won't be getting yeah. them in the u.s but <laughs> um yeah and oh and they're also going to apparently work with the switch and the pc which is pretty interesting yeah that's kind of cool yeah i thought so well i mean (laughs) you know it's kind of a bummer but if it does well or there's enough of demand maybe we will get one i think it's kind of cool i i personally probably wouldn't because i'm not like I, Mario Kart's cool. I like it, but I I don't like it so much that I need a steering wheel and pedals right. and and all the whole setup. It's just not something I need. And and in that same vein, there's another accessory coming out for Japan. And as I mentioned <laughs> before, with Brain Age, you're gonna get the game with the stylus. Well, apparently there's plans to also just release the standalone stylus, which I think is is cool. And I kind of want one of these, you know, they did this once with the Super Mario Maker and it was like, you know, kind of limited quantities and you couldn't really get it. And now they're doing it again, only in Japan, sometime in December for about $8. So hopefully we'll see this happen here. I don't, I mean, like I said, you can get third party stylus and and they work just fine, but it would kind of be nice to, to have the option I don't know. And I if we, you and I had this conversation about you know what we could see with the Switch Pro and I I would not 
it would not blow my mind. Even I, I'm looking at my switch right now. I don't know where they would put it, but it would not blow my mind if we saw something like that pop back up in the handheld. Only because you know they did it before with the DS and the 3DS, where you had the stylus built in. Mm-hmm. A pro version with a stylus built in would be fantastic. Not the one that telescopes. That was garbage. But a full on. <laughs> Uh, stylus would be kind of cool. I'd be all for it. So we'll see. I, I don't know why we don't get these things here in the States, but apparently uh, there's just not enough demand. I don't know. I was just like, thinking too, it'd be cool if it was just like a magnetic attachment to your switch. Like if there was like a strong magnet and then you just had a stylus just stick somewhere. You don't have to like have it cool. slide in anywhere or anything like that. But yeah, again, thoughts, Nintendo, I'm giving them to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's somewhere you could put it. You yeah, know, I don't, yeah, I don't know you where. Figure it but out, but yeah, you, you figured out how to make a, a a a console that you know goes handheld in in in, in a dock. So yeah, it's I'm probably sure the most appropriate problem. accessory for a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> is a style at this point. It should happen. You know. Yeah. At this point, we're getting a couple games now that that kind of need it. So you would think maybe maybe give it a little consideration. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So that's it for the news. Uh, now we're going to move on to the top 10. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> now we're going to move on to the top 10 best sellers of the week. And there's a lot of new games on here. So I'll, I'll list any of the new ones. Um, mm-hmm. Zelda Link's Awakening is first place. New, but, you know, we talked about last week. Um, second place, Untitled Goose Game, also new. Again, we've also talked about that one. Third place is Castle Crushers. Fourth place is Membrane. It's actually 99% off, so it's only 10 cents. You might want to pick it up. Uh, I did. You did? Oh, good. Yeah, I mean it's ten cents. Why not? I, even if it's right? a turd, why not? It's ten cents. <laughs> uh, fifth place is Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast, also new, and I'm pretty sure Mott's picked this one up. He was very excited about this. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And sixth place is Dragon Quest Eleven. Eleven Roman numerals. Oh, thank you. You put it in there. I see it now. I did put it in. There. <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age. Seventh is Minecraft. Definitely not new. Uh, eighth place is Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Uh, we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, I believe. Uh, ninth place is New-ish. It's Dragon Quest. And then 10th place is Cuphead, which is 20% off for $16. Nice. And then a couple other new games that were in the top 30. We have uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 for in 13th place, and that's actually the pre-purchase version of it. I believe it was in the top 10 last week. I believe uh, probably, but yeah. I mean, we've had, there's, there's literally six new I, games yeah, in the top a lot 10 of new now, games. so it got bombed. <laughs> um, and then we also have Dragon Quest three in 23rd place, Nino Kuni in 24th place, Dragon Quest two for 25th, uh, Puzzle Quest in 28th and Grid Autosport in 30th place. That's well, it. I, I, that's so exciting with all these new games. There's yeah. a lot of great games. Um, you know, I've been away, so I didn't get to discuss all of the Dragon Quest goodness that came out i am i'm personally you know if anybody's listened i've talked about dragon quest about you know 10 different times now <laughs> and i'm very excited especially to to give my chance at dragon quest 2 once again without having to keep it running non-stop like i used to on my old nintendo and i won't have nana unplugging my switch <laughs> this time around or my nintendo so i'm excited for that i will say 
that it's a different version. Uh, they must have updated it at some point because it doesn't look the way I grew up with it. It's it's definitely redone artwork. Mm. And I'm assuming there was a re-release on some console and that we got that re-released version. That's my oh. guess. Um, because the artwork is definitely, definitely not the same. I kind of prefer the way it used to look. But it, I, I will take what I can get because it, what, it, what it looks like is at some point Dragon Quest became this sort of kind of roundish, cartoonish looking um, characters. Yeah. Whereas the one when I played it, it was very pixelated and it was like, these are heroes. You know what I mean? They were adults. And if you looked at the Nintendo cartridge, it was like this this sorceress and this knight. Like and hardcore this, like, rogue. heroes. Yeah. They yeah. looked like real, you know, characters people adults and now they've kind of got these soft sort of kid look and they probably went back and said oh well we gotta we gotta change this but one two and three is a consecutive sort of story it's it follows like this this bloodline and that's why i think the only time any of the dragon quests have that where it's a it's like you know they're they're not the same characters necessarily but it's kind of a a story that spans i think a couple hundred years or something so it's, I'm excited for. I've never played one. I've only always played two, and I, I I'm going to be picking that up as well as one. Um, are you going to play sure. them in order? Or are you going to start with two because that's the one that you kind of have nostalgia for? <sighs> See, I don't know because my problem is these games are so. At least for me, they're very. They took a very long time, and that could be okay. in part because I couldn't save it, so I had to start over many times. But I did see somebody speed run and beat it in like two hours, and I, <laughs> I was like, I've played this game for like six weeks before, and I've never gotten even remotely close. So I don't know. I want to see roughly how long it takes to beat Dragon Quest, and then I'll go to Dragon Quest Two. If they're like, oh, it's a hundred hour game, I may just jump right to Dragon Quest Two just because that's the one I grew up with, loving, and, yeah. and have really good memories of, and I just want to hear it again i want to play it again and i just want to kind of be brought back so uh we'll see i don't, I don't know how i'm going to do it but i am going to do it sounds good <laughs> no yeah so now we're going to jump into the new releases for the week we got a bunch of them and starting off for september 30th which obviously has already passed is chop is dish for three dollars on october 1st you know a girl who chants love at the bound of this world Okay, is uh is out. <laughs> it's fi- it's fifty dollars, but apparently it's on sale for forty five, so you can get that. Eighty days for thirteen dollars. Sniper Elite Three Ultimate Edition for thirty five dollars, but it's on sale for thirty one fifty. Super Crate Box for five dollars, and Lanternium for ten dollars. On the second is SpookyGhosts.com for five dollars. On the third, we get Hexagroove Tactical DJ, $30, but it's on sale for $25. And Mots is not here this week, but I could only assume that would have a ridiculous amount of checks next oh, to it. Oh, you know if, he if would if want he that. Absolutely. Yeah, that, without a doubt. <laughs> uh, then we have Candleman, $15. It's on sale for $13. Fault Milestone 1 is $15. Neocab is $20 on sale for $18. Tick Tack Letters by Paugi is $8. Cubics is seven fifty. Galaxy Champions TV is seven, but it's on sale for five. Case Animatronics is twenty dollars. On the fourth, we have Crossnick Plus for eight dollars. Ghostbusters: The Video Game Remastered for thirty dollars. Beats Runner for seven. 
One Night Stand for five. The Tiny Bang Story is on sale, or is 10, but it's on sale for eight. Rhymeland's Hammer of Thor is $10. And then last but not least, coming out on the fifth is Double Switch, 25th Anniversary Edition for $15. So let's go back up to all the way to the top and run down the games that stood out to you. Is there anything this week that you're excited for? Not quite. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. There's only one thing I found very interesting, and I know you are very excited for Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. I, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At, at first, I was like, not 100% on board. And then I watched the trailer or the video for it, and I'm like, yes, I want this game. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect yeah. for this time of year, too. Just, mm-hmm. and it, it looks great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from that trailer. Now, I do have a sneaking suspicion because this is remastered, mm-hmm. and the 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 cinematic trailers look fantastic. My guess is the gameplay probably doesn't look as good. That's my guess. Probably I, we could be seeing the trailer, and that could be the gameplay. But I really, really doubt it. I think that we saw the the beautiful cinematics, and that the gameplay is probably still rough around the edges. But that being said. I have never played this game, uh, and it is Ghostbusters. It's literally voiced by the original actors. So you still have Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson doing all of the voices for the characters that they always played. And it's an original story written by the original writers of the films, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. So it's essentially Ghostbusters 3. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was its own original story. That's even cooler. Yeah, so it's its own thing. So I don't know where it falls in, you know, Ghostbusters world. Mm -hmm. But from what I understand is you are basically a fifth member and you're helping the other four. That's your that's your job. Oh, okay. Joining the crew. And uh, and beyond that, I don't know what else you need to know. It's it's (laughs) it's the it's everybody. It's everything every kid would ever want. And I'm super excited for this, and I will be picking it up because it's October, it's Halloween, and yeah. and I love I have a I have a, a deep sickness where I like to play games that either cater to the holidays or change for the holidays or something like that, and this one feels perfect for me. I, I was just gonna ask, is this gonna be like your Halloween night game that you play? Well, maybe because then we also have Luigi's Mansion. So, I, you know, I may play this leading into it. And like I, I I, really enjoy and I know it's not Nintendo really, but I enjoy WoW during the holidays. That's if I'm going to play World of Warcraft, it's going to be during the holidays because they do the Halloween stuff. And then they do Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and, then and everything Christmas. gets decorated for Christmas. Yeah. Fortnite does the same thing now. And those that when things change based on the holidays, because I'm a huge sucker for the holidays anyway, <laughs> it just really, really it's kind of like you have to watch certain Hocus Pocus in October. Yeah. Well, I have to play games that have Halloween in them. It just makes it part of the the holiday for me. And then when I see that again or when I go back to that game again, it makes me full of the holiday cheer. So for me, I'm excited for this and that this is probably going to be worked into that that rotation for sure. And then I, I only have one other game, and that mm-hmm. is the Tiny Bang Story. This seems interesting. I, I only gave it one one check. Uh, it seems really interesting. The whole idea is that your world, the tiny planet, is kind of falling apart after a meteor hits it, and it's up to you to fix it. And it's basically just a variety of machines and mechanisms that you have to kind of 
puzzle together to get working. It's little witty brain teasers. Apparently, it's for all ages. And it's this sort of bright, beautiful, hand-drawn world. It reminds me of Professor Layton, if anybody's ever played those games. It kind of has that similar uh, storybook feel and look to it. It looks very cute. It could also be terrible. I can't really decide. Uh, but I, it's something I think... I would at least try. And, and if you have children, definitely look for this because it seems like it would be great for families. You know what it reminded me of? Because I saw this one and I thought it looked interesting, just not for me. But when And if anybody remembers the name of this game, please tweet at us and let me know because I remember I loved this game. It was a, a computer game where you're this dog trying to fi- trying to get your bone. And every single time, it was like a point-and-click adventure game. Every time you'd get to a new screen you could like click on things and whatever and the bone would fall down a pipe or it would fall into the next screen and you just could never get this bone and then I remember going to this cave and there were like these cavemen in the cave and it was it was just a really wacky kind of (laughs) game Hmm. and it just it made me think of that but I just cannot remember the name of the game I don't I don't know I can't think of that one I That's bet cool. you. I wonder if my dad even still has like the disc of it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have well, to see, if but... if you come, if 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 you figure it out, you should tweet it from our uh, our Twitter. I'll handle have to so look it up. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that that's it. That's all the news. That's all the games. That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in our show. What you playing? And I have a whole list, so I'm gonna let you go first, and then I'll talk. I need some water. I've been doing a lot of talk. <laughs> yeah. Take a little break. <laughs> so I've just been playing more Links Awakening. I talked about it last week. Um, Unfortunately, my week was jam-packed. I didn't have too much time to play, but I did get to the fifth dungeon in Link's Awakening, and I'm completely stuck. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've been trying so hard to not have to look things up in this game because I do that quite a bit in games, and I wanted mm-hmm. to just like really just dive into this one. But like I said last week, I've had to look up like one or two things, and I think I may have to, to look into this, but still really enjoying it. 100%. Even in the, the parts where I have to look something up, it doesn't really bother me. I'm, I'm still loving the game. Um, I also hopped into Minecraft for a hot minute. Uh, my dad has his server. And apparently I played on his server <laughs> before. I don't remember playing on it. But I have a whole house I built in there and all this stuff. And I have no recollection of it all. So I oh, hopped in cool. and he was on his computer. So I'm sitting next to him while he's sitting his computer following behind him. And there was one moment where he's like, he was showing me a monster uh, spawner thing that he built. And he's like, hey, look, look up at this. Look, I'm showing you something. I'm like, I am looking because I was looking at my switch. <laughs> he was so <laughs> confused. He's like, oh, I guess. <laughs> so that it was funny. But um, that's pretty much it. Oh, and then I, I downloaded a couple demos and I only played one. So I downloaded NeoCab. Haven't played it yet. I know you've played it. So I want to hear your kind of thoughts on it. And also, I downloaded and played a little bit of Ori in the Blind Forest. Now, Ori in the Blind Forest, I've had it. It's been on my radar since they announced it at E3 in 2016. Um, I thought it looked really cool. And the story looked really compelling. The art style looked really neat. Um, But I just never got it for the Xbox. I I don't know why. I just never did. Mm -hmm. There's like something different between the Xbox, like spending... $15 $15 on a game for the Xbox versus spending $15 for the game on the Switch. I'm not sure why there's a difference there for me, but there is. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think it's $20. Same difference. You get the idea. But yeah. I feel like on the Switch, it's maybe it's just a more intimate experience for me because it's like handheld and I can be closer to it. I'm not really sure. But so far, I'm very much so enjoying it. And I can see that I will, I'll probably be buying the game. And I know you played this sure. as well. 
Yeah. And I, and I, and I think like you were saying regarding why I'm more inclined to spend money with, for my switch is Mm -hmm. because I, it it fits in with my lifestyle currently better. I I don't have a lot of free time to be sitting on a couch and playing a game for however many hours. Mm -hmm. I do have time when I'm sitting in a car traveling for work or sitting in a hotel or doing whatever that I can have my switch with me and play games that way. And that's why for me, if it's, if that possibility is there and it's, and it's a very realistic, uh, you know, port or just a well done game, then I'm more inclined to buy it on the switch. I prefer it on the switch because it fits in with my lifestyle better. And Link's Awakening is another game. I am absolutely determined to get. I love (laughs) the look of it and I'm a huge Zelda fan. So I do want to get that. Uh, All right. So jumping in, I'll I'll get, I want to get down to Ori uh, because I have a whole list of demos sure. that I played and I, I'm going to save that one for last. Yeah, you got quite the so, list. <laughs> yeah, in, I people. do. <laughs> so f- we already discussed Mario Kart Tour. Uh, you know my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. I have been playing a new RPG called Agalos. The, it seems to be the name is very disputed among you know reviews online, but I <laughs> believe it's Agalos. And this is sort of a throwback. I did write a complete review, which will be going up on our site. So I'm not going to get into it too, too much. But I will say, if you are somebody that's a fan of the classic Wonder Boy like games, the side-scrolling RPG, uh, 16-bit sort of era game style you will love this game this is a well done interpretation of that for me it's not something i need in my life uh it's very very well done and i do think my review reflects my interpretation of it whereas somebody that loves this will give it a five out of five for sure me personally i gave it a 3.5 out of five it does it very well as anybody knows, three is right down the middle. That's a perfectly average game. Uh, and I feel like this does everything very well. It's just not where I want to be or what I want to be playing. It's fairly short. You can get through it in roughly six to eight hours. Uh, and it just does things very, very well. So if you're interested, if this is something that looks good to you, feel free to jump over and check out the review and let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to hear it. Another game that I am ex- extremely extremely interested in. I've been playing the demo. I absolutely love it. I am telling Christina she needs to be playing this demo <laughs> as well because not it's it's not Breath of the Wild. It's not an open world game, but it's a game that shows you what the Switch is capable of doing. That's why I love this game. If you you do not need to play any other games in this series to enjoy this game. There they does not matter. This is if if anything this is the one to play of the series and that is dragon quest 11 echoes of an elusive age there's a demo on on the eShop. it is an extensive demo it's 10 hours long just the Whoa. demo so that tells you how long this game potentially is i believe it's somewhere around 70 to 100 hours of gameplay um and it is a classic this is sort of a quintessential japanese role-playing game if you've ever played them it is beautiful sort of gorgeous cell-shaded artwork and style to it very similar to what you would see with breath of the wild and what i've played so far this is a fantastic evolution of that dragon quest series if you like those games if you know that you are a fan of those games already then you will absolutely love 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 this game and if you're somebody that is not sure then this is the demo for you it is the 
version to play. And on top of that, one thing I'm excited and it's not in the demo is that you play the demo, it's all 3D and it's, you know, you can move the camera and you can play, it's fully orchestral and music and voiceover and everything and the characters are gorgeous. But there's a whole nother version of the game that it's a 2D top down, just like the classics in a pixel art style. You play the whole game like that and it's the music changes and everything changes (laughs) to match that style. And to me, that's just amazing. You can just switch back and forth between that whenever? Yeah. What? So you you don't have access to that in the demo, oh, but okay. you can switch back and forth. So I didn't get to play it, but I've seen footage of it. But you can switch back and forth and just see the game in whatever version you want. And uh, and I think that's so exciting. For me, I would probably play the 3D first and mm-hmm. then switch back for that retro feel yeah. just because that kind of throws me back into what I remember from childhood. But I think majority of people need to play this and they need to play it in the 3D because it just it's beautiful. And it's it's absolutely even if it's not a game that you think you would enjoy, it's it's a demo and it's it's long and you get your time for not for nothing and you can just see what the Switch is capable of. You know, there's so many games that we've played where you're just kind of like, oh, this doesn't play well or this kind of looks crappy. This demo makes you remember what the Switch could do and uh, I absolutely love it. So I think people need to try it. Well, you sold Another, me on it. It's downloading right now. So Nice. I'm excited. I'm really, <laughs> yeah. wait till you just hear the music and everything. I'm excited. Uh, it's, it's very, very good. <laughs> um, I did play a little Fortnite. I know I said I was kind of over this season and I am uh, season 10, I believe is wrapping up, but there was a Batman event and I think it's still going on a little bit right now where you get to do things in Gotham. One of the, one of the spots in the game became Gotham and you have to sort of put out like gas things that the Joker plays. And you got to light the bat signal and you have to do all this stuff. And there's Catwoman skins and there's batarangs that you can throw at people and they explode and, I'm Batman. I am Batman in the game and I love every minute of that. I love jumping and having my bat wings pop out and gliding into places. So, so cool. I'm so happy I got to play that a little bit. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with the next season. I I don't love the way they are handling the challenges. It's overwhelming for me and I just feel like it becomes a job and I just want to be able to jump in and play the game and enjoy it. And that's kind of where I'm back at with it. I no longer am am trying to grind to do challenges. I'm just going to play it when I feel like it and, and then get the enjoyment out of it. Uh, another demo is Neo cab. And this one's an interesting one. This is basically a choose your own adventure or a interactive story is the only way I can put this. It's not like the telltale games in that you're not doing like time-based stuff. It's literally you're choosing what you want to say to other NPCs that are in the game. And uh, and for for the lack of a better character uh comparison, you're an Uber driver. You you work for Neocab and you're this this woman Lena who's moved to this new city where everything is kind of automated and it's you versus the robot drivers and people jump in your Neocab and they tell you their stories and you have to kind of interact with them and see where the story goes now the the challenge i guess or the 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 lose case win case of this game is that you're trying to monitor your feelings early in the game you get this thing called a feel grid and essentially it's a bracelet a mood ring so it turns green if you're happy go lucky it turns yellow if you're happy but intense red if you're getting angry blue if you're depressed and it sort of changes based on your feedback or what the people are saying to you or what's going on around you and you kind of want to keep it from you know in a in a good place because if it goes into the red 
you have to respond with the red response. It, it she will not say what you want to say because she's angry. She, I can't even think about anything else. I I need to say this this angry thing. So it depends. It depicts what you are able to say. In addition to your feelings, you need to monitor your money. You're a driver. You can't be broke. And you have to monitor your driver rating. So if you are angry and you are responding angrily to the passenger, they may give you a bad rating and that drops your rating. And I think that's how you lose potentially. Oh, interesting. Yes. So the overarching part is you're a driver, you're doing all this stuff. But you moved to this city to be with your best friend to move in with her and something happens and she goes missing. So you're driving as this Uber driver trying to piece together where your friend went and what happened to her while maintaining the feel good thing and the money and all that other stuff. It's very, very interesting. It's very mellow. Uh, It's got this really kind of color Tron sort of cyberpunk vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And the music is really nice. It's kind of very similar. It's got this sort of cyberpunk music going on in the background. Nothing for sort of relaxing kind of music. Really, really interesting. And for me, I would be picking this up on sale. I don't want to pay full price for it. I think it's very interesting. Definitely play the demo. But uh, I, I think I need this on sale. Is the demo long or is it kind of short? Uh, maybe I played it for an hour, two hours, maybe, maybe an hour. It's fair. I would say it's fairly short and you, you can't, you can pause it or you can put your switch to sleep, but a lot of times the conversations are happening. So you, you, you need to watch it. You can't just like be, you know, playing it and doing something else. You, Mm -hmm. you want to be playing it because the conversations will just, they'll happen and you may miss something. So you want to be able to hear what you're you know, passengers are saying to you so that you can respond accordingly. And I will say that this game does that very well. In the past, I've done these choose your own adventure games and your response is like, no, or yes. And then you select that and it's like, no, you big pile of crap. It's like, no, oh, yeah. that's that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say no. So this does that very well where it's it says what you intend it to say. Okay. Sometimes her mood doesn't, correlate with how I'm feeling, which is a little challenging at times because it's like, well, I don't, I wouldn't respond this way because I don't care right now, or I'm Mm -hmm. not angry because they didn't say anything that made me angry, but she's, she's hung up on this, this idea of like the automatronic cars. And so when somebody mentions that she gets angry and that kind of throws the conversation for a weird loop, Hmm. but it's definitely worth checking out. I've rambled on about it enough. Neocab (laughs) free demo. Check it out. It's very cool. All right. So the next one is Contra Rogue Corp. I decided to give this a shot. I love Contra. I loved, you know, Super C. I loved these games growing up. This is not those games. This is not those games at all. I cannot be more clear. Contra was a side scrolling action. Just you ran in, run, guns blazing, just having a blast. Just, I'm invincible. This game is a, um, it's a, it's not a top down, but it's like an isometric twin stick shooter. Which, okay, all right, you're kind of losing me a little bit, but that could be doable. It could be cool, mm-hmm. but the problem is the jumping and the shooting is very difficult. The aiming is all over the place. You, it feels like you're never hitting what you intend to hit. It looks this game looks terrible. I have not played a single game on the Switch that looks worse than how this game looks. It's written super super poorly. It's as if 
it's as if a 12 year old read it wrote this and it's just not good it's Mm. it's bad bad uh writing bad bad storytelling from just the the demo alone this is an absolute pass it is not recommended (laughs) not recommended which is it's unfortunate because i i love contra and you know all they needed was a cool new side scrolling contra game and people would have bought it for sure and this it's unfortunate. It really, really is. So it looks like something that belongs 10 to 15 years ago. It's that, it's that terrible. Uh, another one was missed over. This is a quick one. I I played it for about five minutes and I said, this wasn't for me. This is a roguelike tactical turn-based RPG. It has a very anime slash don't starve look and vibe to it. You know, it's a it's a free demo definitely check it out and it's i think it's a great game from what i've read people love it it's just not something i spent a lot of time on because it wasn't for me gotcha another one was dami verse demo was um this is a one to four player local arena fighting game so it's very pixel art 8 bit 16 bit looking pixel art you play as these weird like a starfish or a hot dog like weird quirky little characters that you shoot somebody that's it it's a one shot. They're dead, and you have to be the last man standing. And you get three rounds for each three three different rounds for each match, and that's it. It's very quick. It seems like it could be very fun in a group. Um, I enjoyed the demo, but it's not something I felt I needed. And then last but not least is Ori in the Blind Forest. And I absolutely of everything I played demo wise, this was the best, <laughs> and I really fell in love with it. I I thought this was absolutely beautiful. Um, if if we if we didn't weren't clear enough essentially what Ori is about is that the forest that you are from is dying and a powerful storm um sets off like a series of events and Ori needs to figure out how they can fix it. Your character needs to fix this. It's an action platformer crafted by Moon Studios and it's beautiful beautiful hand painted artwork it's fully orchestral score and it's just it's a lovely lovely game i i personally never even knew about this originally like really? I, I don't know it just passed passed by me i, I thought never i mentioned it much to you. attention and you could have yeah. and i just maybe whatever i looked at it, it was just like oh yeah it's nice but <laughs> playing the demo um it's just beautiful it's absolutely beautiful i got a lot of hollow knight uh, vibes off of it mm-hmm. Diff- totally different aesthetic but the the quickness of the character movements the sort of very atmospheric vibe ethereal and just yeah and just yeah. the way it's put together you know i loved hollow knight i loved this demo i'm with you i would probably pick this one up as well just because it seems so so well done and i did read that you know ports are difficult and sometimes they're just not done that well from the reviews that i read they said this is a spot on 100% must get it is absolutely perfect the way they ported it there is no okay. loss it is just it is it's exactly what you would want so there it is it's my many many games my many many everything that i've been playing and uh yeah ori is a must well i mean it's i'm g- glad that you're able to finally bring us up to speed and everything you've been playing I know, but you've been busy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been a long. I, I realize it's another long episode, but I'm sorry, I've been gone for a while, so I had a lot to say about a lot, a lot of, of games. 
good a lot content. of content. Yeah. But you know, if anybody wants to write to us, please, please feel free. We we loved getting emails. We love any of that. So you can write to us at nintendodispatch.com. Shoot us a message. If if you don't want to do that and you just want to send a quick note, feel free to do it over Twitter at dispatch podcast. And we love, love hearing from people. And mm-hmm. uh is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? That's it. No, I'm good. All right. Excellent. So there you have it. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.